Welcome to the SOAR Community Network Podcast with your host, Malie Ponpadit. Here, inside our community, we help each other see, own, articulate and release our unique message and mission into the world. Uncover your gifts and talents, release your passions, own your purpose and let's soar together. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the SOAR Community Network Podcast. I'm your host, Molly Ponpadith, and thank you again for joining us. Today, we have an inspiring story to share and an amazing person that I've just had the pleasure of getting to know. Her name is Rana Jafar Yassin, and she, in her background, has been a television host, a reporter, writer, editor, award-winning published poet and author and a true humanitarian. Today, she's going to share her journey with us and allow us to get a sense of why her passion and purpose is leading her to do the work in the world that she is aspiring to do and already doing. Thank you, Rana, for joining us today. Uh, Thank you, Molly, for offering this opportunity. Uh, I'm thrilled to be here with you and share my story. Well, let's go ahead and get right into your story. for those that are meeting you for the first time here at the Sora Community Network podcast, you've had a very interesting journey to the United States, uh, somewhat tumultuous, and at the same time, you are also very optimistic and a true believer that life has a purpose and you have a purpose. Can you share your journey with us? How did you arrive in the United States? Um, I arrived in the United States in 2013, um, in the last um, the last day of February, uh, I came here with passion to start a new life after being kidnapped in Iraq and faced a lot of uh, violence in my life. So when I came here, I had a lot of dreams, uh, a lot of talents, and I wanted to continue my journey uh, as a life uh, Uh, As someone who's really passionate about life and want to continue as a TV host and poet, and I wanted to write my story here, Uh, then one day I found myself no longer able to continue that career and faced the problem of lacking English. So I decided to accept that challenge and learn English. And actually today, uh, March 21st, going to be... My journey going to be like 30 months when I started that journey and accepted that decision, that challenge and made that decision to learn English. And actually when I remember that day, I laugh because it was really very hard for author and uh, published poet uh, to start from scratch like a kid and learn English. And this journey was mostly self-taught. So I think that that what gave me the power here to tell my story and start this journey to help others. I, I think I believe we're going to talk about that later about uh, my passion now and I want and why I want to do uh, the job that I want to do it now. So for me, I think I'm the only person who finds spirituality and uh, went through self-discovery very deeply in a very crowded city like Washington. But I'm very happy to be, to be on this mission and on this journey. 
So can you walk us through the actual journey of experiencing what you experienced, uh, surviving it, and then basically landing here in Washington, D.C.? How did that transpire? You know, when I came here, my vision was completely different from now. Um, I came here looking for a new life, but later on, I found something very meaningful in this journey. Uh, I always healed myself through writing poetry and uh, doing art. Um, and I could face all this turmoil in the Middle East by expressing myself in very meaningful and uh, creative way. But here, when I started this journey, and actually I learned English through uh, listening to Louise Hay and Wayne Dyer videos and lectures, I found that there was a meaning of being on this journey before coming to the United States and faced all these challenges. It was different challenges, actually. I faced a lot of violence, a lot of uh, adversity in my life. So now, when I started this journey and learned more about how can we release uh, all that pain and be free, completely free from trauma and transform all this strategy into creativity, I, I knew what brought me to this country and why I'm here today to participate in the community and help others. So how did people receive you when you first arrived in the United States? Um, my first month was were hard to be honest when I when I came here because my English was very poor. Uh, I couldn't express myself in, in English, and actually the organization that brought us here as a, as refugees, uh, she helped with the resettlement and doing all the legal paperwork, all these things, but they don't provide anything about network and something can help intellectual people when they first come to the United States. So for me, I didn't know where to go and how, how to start this journey after that door uh, of my career was closed. So one day, actually, after I decided to learn English, I looked up online for some organization and I, I found Empowered Women International um, in our area in Alexandria. And actually, they helped me a lot to... Uh, be more courageous to start my journey and learn more about business here, about the system, the American system. Uh, here, the American system is, is very complicated for someone who just arrived from countries, like countries in the Middle East. So for me, I believe we need some, some help, uh, some guidance uh, to understand the, the system and find our place in community, in a very rich community like, like here. Beautiful. Well, you know, I, it reminds me of a time when we first came to the U.S. Um, my family were also refugees of war, and I was a very young child when we came. But I can imagine as an adult, my parents were basically in their 20s already, and they had um, their four children and my grandmother. And the same, what you're talking about now, the same challenges of not knowing the language at all and trying to protect and take care of their children, finding ways to make money and make a living and basically eat. And I wonder, you know, with your experience, um, I was very curious to ask that question because 
how did you get that support and who extended their hand to say, you know, you're probably completely lost, especially from a language standpoint, and how do we make this journey easier for you? So you did find organizations like um, Empowered Women International, and obviously there through the collective experience of other students, you were able to build some social interactions and meet people who can support you. Did you have the opposite happen? Um you know, my, my husband, actually, I met my husband um, after a month uh, from arriving here. So he supported me and he helped me a lot. But the other community, I mean, the Arab community, to be honest, I didn't find that support that I expected. So for me, a lot of people just told me that you can go and work in CVS, you can go and work in um, in Giant. And for me, with all respect to people who work there, but for me, I have something to do in this life. And I found that always I have something bigger to participate and help others and have impact on others' life. And that's what I did when when I was in the Middle East. That's what I did through my uh, TV 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 uh, program, TV shows or uh, my poetry. I always have a message to tell people and work on it. So when I came here, it was, no, no, I came here for something bigger. So that actually what what, what led me later to, to do what I want to do it now, create that community, supportive community for newcomers uh, who just arrive and need some support to, to know more about that community, to know more uh, about uh, opportunities here, about success. There's a lot of successful stories uh, for ref- of refugees here, so we need just to to tell people that you can make you can make it you can make it. It's very easy that message. You can make it. Yes, the message is very easy and it's very loud and it's very clear, but it takes a lot of effort. And I really commend you for being here in such a short period of time. And your English is brilliant. Uh, you know, it really is, and it just is very inspiring. And your story is very courageous. And that's one of the reasons why I'm so honored that you're on the show, because we really focus a uh, focus here on really what special gifts came with you and have been developed inside of you uh, based on your experiences to truly go out and make a difference in our world. And you're doing that. So let's move into this big dream, this mission of yours. Tell, tell us, our audience, as well, about the initiative, about the movement, about your business, about your coaching. Um, give us an idea of what that vision is and how do you go about truly helping each person you meet in your target demographic? Uh, first, thank you, uh, Molly, for, for your support. And um, actually, we need to highlight uh, that successful story for people who, who, who came here. And uh, that's going to encourage others uh, to, go for, to go forward and uh, achieve better life. For me, whatever I experienced in my life here as a challenge, I transformed I transformed it into a goal uh, in that initiative. Uh, my project uh, now is a Change Maker Peace Builder Initiative. Um, it's a program to uh, support refugees, immigrants, and survivors to be change makers and peace builders by enabling them to achieve uh, their fullest potentials, integrate effectively in the community, transform their past to trauma 
succeed for a better contribution and become a voice of peace and justice. Uh, this project, for me, it's like a bridge to help those people who just arrived to find their voice and to find a find support can uh, can help them start a new life with a lot of ambition a lot of people arrive in the united states with talents uh, some of them uh, high skilled some of them very intellectual like doctors or engineers so we can help them find goals in life here and on the other hand the community gonna benefit from uh, their contribution that's my goal. The other thing about language, uh, I believe I've been through wonderful experience to learn English through those uh, lectures from Louise Hay and Wayne Dyer and all that knowledge uh, of the power of the subconscious mind and how can we apply that knowledge in our life for um, better performance. Using these tools of the subconscious mind and how I change that inner talk that I can do it. It's not, it's not hard. A lot of people told me that you are adult and pick up new language is not easy. No, we can do it. When we create a new mindset and have that willingness to learn something, we can do it. So one of the programs in that initiative, I, I developed a program uh, called language in the brain and how can we use all these tools to help others to learn new language so the other programs can help people uh, to start a new life with knowledge uh, of the system here the success principles the leadership empowerment healing all that uh, Actually, I'm, I'm, I'm very into self-discovery and self-development, and I learned a lot from very, uh, very good teachers here. So I want just to, to have to deliver that knowledge to uh, newcomers who just arrived and help each other to have our voice uh, for justice, for better life, uh, for success. When, when I'm successful, you are successful. And when I help you, you're going to help me in return. So that's my mission, basically. It's a wonderful mission. And I'm just curious to know, was there an experience, a specific experience or a moment or maybe some type of mentorship that happened for you to really claim this particular initiative and project as your thing to do because there are many options you could take in your experience in many different directions but you decided to start this initiative and this program um, what was the inspiration behind choosing this particular initiative and creating it uh, Molly I'm, I'm very intuitive person and very spiritual I believe in signs in life and I completely believe that um I'm divinely uh, guided by this power to, to learn more and to do more. So when I came here and I found myself, okay, I'll, I cannot work as a TV host again. Uh, and my language is very, very poor. And okay, I've been through many challenges. I was kidnapped. I faced domestic violence, um, blackmail, a lot of things, you know, in, in my journey. And found that door opened it's like okay now i knew what what led me 
to be here and lose everything. To be honest, I felt that I lose, I lost everything, and and it was devastating at that time to feel that I cannot express myself. But when that door opened, it's like, okay, I got the answer. Thank you so much. Happily, I will learn English and follow that path. And when, for 18 months, I just intensively learned English. Then I took many trainings in self-development and uh, leadership. So it's like, okay, when I'm done, okay, okay, that's, that's my purpose and that's my mission. So how do you stay optimistic in life? How do you continue? What, what types of tools, what types of rituals and activities uh, that you have for yourself that allow you, because you have such a deep history, an interesting, diverse, I can't even think of the right word, but complex history and experiences, including some traumas and tragedies, but also some very powerful, happy moments, like just being alive. Yes. How do you um, continue to be so gracious and filled with gratitude considering so many dark hours of your life? Um, I shifted my conception and I, I start believe in uh, alternative ways always. For example, instead of being victim, I'm a change maker. And that's what I try to promote now. Instead of being victims for other people who faced trauma or, or lost some precious uh, opportunities or things or people, it's like, okay, we change our conception that there is alternative always. And for me now, actually I meditate and um, I have always positive inner talk. So whenever I found myself in a pickle or like uh, trapped, it's okay. There's something coming. It's just a moment and it's only change. I am safe and I can do, do it or do something else. For me now, I have, I have that vision for this initiative and I'm trying to work on it and promote it. But for me, it's not just one door or or. One, one organization can work with me. There's a lot of choices. There's a lot of way to promote that vision and to promote these programs. So it's just about being positive, being present, and nothing can stop us, actually. That's what I believe. Well, like I said, that's a very um, empowering mindset to have. And I think it's really amazing that you're able to really process everything you've gone through and look to see how your experiences can be a true gift to those that are, like you said, newcomers, especially, you know, not really knowing exactly what they've uh, arrived at here in the United States. You know, Molly, let me tell you one of the turning points in my life. Uh, actually, I have a lot of turning points in my life. And I feel sometimes there's many women uh, live, in, live, live inside me. But one of the things that gave me that power, uh, when I started to learn English, and at the beginning I make a lot of mistakes in choosing the right word or express myself correctly, uh, I decided to laugh and make it easy 
And when I make mistake, I just love and say, I'm learning and ask people to correct me. This moment give me different, I don't know how to say, different sides that's like, okay, we can do a lot of things, even we don't know everything, but we cannot, we can do it and learn through this journey. So it's it's the same. We can actually apply that in, in many different ways in our life. And that's what I do. That's great. Well, how are you currently attracting your audience, the demographic of people that you really would like to support? And we're talking about, like we mentioned, your um, target audience of, of immigrants, of newcomers to, to the U.S., of those that have been through trauma, have been abused. How are you finding ways to make it feel safe for them to join your program? How do you go about doing that? Um, first of all, I consider this initiative like a way back into love and peace. It's very easy. And at the same time, a lot of people find it very difficult we need just to love each other and live in peace. So that's one of the messages in, in, in that initiative. Um, now I, I, uh, I reach out to a lot of agencies, a lot of uh, organizations that work with refugee. Uh, on the other hand, I'm looking for uh, some government agencies and organizations that work with refugees. It's a need in the United States for both sides, the, world, the community and those people. So hopefully in, in the future, very, very soon, actually, I, I love this word, very soon. Hopefully very soon we're going to see that impact on others in the community. Well, what are some of the challenges that you face as you're launching this initiative and coming on podcasts like mine, getting into media and sharing this passion that you have, what have been some of the challenges and uh, maybe even some, some, let's just say, um, obstacles in terms of perception? Have you had anything that you've had to break through in terms of other people's mindset, why this is valuable and important? Or has everyone been really willing to hear and love this idea with open arms? Uh, actually, until until this moment, um, I feel people uh, are willing to help, and uh, the challenges that I found it's related to my my situation in English. So sometimes um, I didn't know the right word when when I do research uh, on on uh, for example when I Google some some information that I need. Uh, that's the the challenge for me now and. Um, when I put that program together, I found it's like I need a business plan and everything here needs a strategy to do. So I'm learning, I'm learning that process and how can I reach to people, uh, what's the marketing tools, you know, it's, it's learning. So for me, I took, maybe I took longer, longer than others uh, to do things. That's the challenge. <laughs> Well, can you share some stories about um, or around how others have helped your initiative? I know you mentioned that you um, took some classes and you also had a community of other women help you. Can you talk a little bit about that? Because I think it's really important 
that as we choose or as we start to uncover our passions and our purpose, that it's not just about knowing it and then trying to go out and do it all on our own. I think it really is a community effort and how important it is to have that emotional support, let alone the pragmatic, having somebody help you write your business plan and set goals as well. Those are both very important. But talk about community and especially around women in your life that's helped you. Uh, you, you know, Molly, uh, I completely believe in, in a saying uh, of uh, Paulo Coelho, the novelist. Uh, he have a wonderful. He has a wonderful sentence in in his book, uh, The Alchemist. When you want something, the entire universe will help me. Will help you to get it. So I completely believe in in that vision. And when I when I want that initiative. Uh, to be supported, I found wonderful support from others. I started to uh, network with people and send them introduction letter and uh, the idea of that initiative in January, last January. And until now, there is a lot of people who connect me to others uh, who believe that they who believe that maybe they can help me and support me. So until this moment, there's a lot of organization and actually with the support of Empowered Women International and all people there, um, I'm expanding and uh, tell, tell my story, tell uh, the idea of having this initiative. So I think I'm, I'm on the right path and very soon, um, I believe it's the harvest time. <laughs> well, if you had all of your goals met and everything was delivered to you, like you said, the universe provided, what would this vision for your life look like? Where would you be if everything you set out to do became a reality for you? What, what does the world look like for you? Actually, I have a dream with this initiative uh, and I can see it in the five next years, the 10, the next 10 years. And I hope we work in, in all the states. It's not just in Virginia. We work in all the states and can support people. And I hope and I want, actually, I want to have international impact so we can work in some other areas to deliver that message of peace and change-making. I believe as the person who came from the Middle East and from Iraq, uh, I believe we we need to hear this message and we need to learn more about build, um, peace building process and how we can apply that in, in our life for our benefits. So for me, I think this, this program or this project uh, need to be uh, expanding more and more every year. Do you see yourself going back full-fledged in media? Uh, yes. Having your, te to your television show and reporting again and public speaking, all those things that were once such a big part of your life. Um, yes. <laughs> I think that will going to be available in the future. That's great. Well, you also are an amazing artist and you know, developing both the right and the left side of the brain, being able to tap into what really matters to your heart and your spirit, 
um, as well as being here in this physical form on earth, being very pragmatic, getting things done. I think they really work well together. And when those two parts of who we are allow us to be all parts of who we are, uh, I think the world looks different. And I think that we're able to do much more in a very transformative way, not just for ourselves, but for our community around us. Would you agree with that? Yes, Molly. And and everything, every part of my journey, being a poet, uh, studied architecture, and even uh, I dropped that study and I couldn't continue after my mother died in 2001. But actually, architecture helped me to have that imagination. Then poetry uh, helped me to have that ability to live in that imagination and see beyond the words and beyond images. Later on, when I worked as TV presenter for years, that helped me now to have this ability to stand before people and talk and uh, be courageous to share my story, to have a stance in life. So each single uh, moment and part of my journey uh, contribute to help me be here in that moment. Wonderful. Well, let me ask you another question. When it comes to creativity, there's also some projects that you love doing. I think there was um, some sculpturing and and um, you also, was it ink artistry? How did you develop those skills? I mean, is that something that you taught yourself like you did with English? Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, another funny story. Uh, in 2001, um, I was still a student uh, studying architecture in Baghdad, and um, I had final exam. I felt something very weird blowing, you know, within. So it's like, okay, I need to do something. So I took my paper away and got a new, new blank paper, and I found myself wrote my first poem. And that day was like, okay, I'm a poet, and what what does that mean, <laughs> you know? Later on, I started to read, and I didn't have, before that, I didn't have any, any innate uh, talent to write poetry or even love reading. Then in 2003, when I was in depression after my mother passed away, I found myself one day draw picture, and it's like, okay, let me try it with iron. So there was a new sculpture with iron, and it's like, okay, I'm artist now. For me, there's a lot of coincidence in my life, and now I know it's no coincidence, but at that time, for me, it was like, okay, it's a coincidence. I, every time I discover something new within me. I know my life is kind of weird sometimes. <laughs> it's not normal, and... Um, I love that. I love that moment when I found something in you, just born, and I need to take care of it. And finally, there is wonderful result. I think the new normal is giving ourselves permission to explore and expand and reinvent because that's going to allow us to get closer and closer to bliss, mm -hmm. happiness, and internal peace because especially these day, this day and age, what we all ultimately seek, or at least from 
from from my personal experience is that sense of divine connection where there's just peace and harmony and flow. And you and I come from the same, you know, I'll put it in quotes, tribe, because we we believe in the same type of philosophies around connection and consciousness and how everything is connected. And that's really ultimately what I seek and what you seek is that sense of pure peace and harmony with self, which then hopefully projects out into the world and creates that for others. And I do think one of the things that I do want to close out the conversation with today is really having you share your personal uh, insights on what that means to be a legacy-driven person, leader, uh, business. What does it mean to be someone who's living their life with purpose and intention? How does that feel? Uh, all of us, we are part of this wholeness and we share all the resources and the energy together. So when, when we are on, on our mission, and everyone has different mission. So I think we contribute to that community and others and that wholeness to be more positive, more supportive, uh, more meaningful. I cannot, uh, I cannot imagine myself being without that mission and without that calling. You know, every day when I just wake up, I feel myself like, okay, I'm going to do it. And it's amazing when you feel that you have impact on others and help them improve the quality of their life. For me, that's my mission now. It's not just about poetry or art or TV hosting. It's about something more meaningful and more effective. When you help people see their light, when you help people achieve their potentials, when you see people can stand up again and overcome their trauma, for me, that's, that's my goal. And I feel all part of my, my being is pushing me to achieve that goal. Well, I'm delighted that I get to be a very small part of that journey and help support your journey through sharing your story and getting the message out there of what your vision and mission for the program and the initiative is, and also the vision and mission for your own life, which is quite inspiring, motivational, and empowering. And I really am grateful for this time with you. Can you please let our audience know how they can find out more information about you and your initiative and all the future projects that will certainly be um, in your in your strategy and plan? Uh, now we are working on uh, building the website, Changemaker Peace Builder Initiative. And uh, people can find me on Facebook, uh, Rana Jafar Yassin. And at the same time, we are working on building a Facebook page for the initiative in Arabic and in English. Uh, I think in, in very, very soon going to be available to people. So hopefully we can work together. And actually, I believe we can work together for a better life. Yes, we will work together for a better life. And it starts with having conversations. And today's conversation was uh, highly impactful, I know, for my listeners, but definitely for me personally. It's struck quite a few chords because we also have shared history of experience. 
And um, it's been an amazing journey. And I love this country for uh, all that it stands for in terms of allowing us to be here and, and live out our dreams. Uh, but we still have a long way to go with uh, cultural understanding and not just cultural understanding, but as human beings to really communicate with each other effectively and seek a way to collectively come together for peace and harmony and understanding. So you are part of that amazing, amazing mission. And uh, I thank you so much for your time today. Uh, thank you so much, Molly. And uh, I always ask people to remember, uh, challenge is not impossible to handle. It's an opportunity to create. The power is within. And the sun can always be created. Nothing can stop us when the hearts start to sing and everyone has a song inside. Thank you so much, Molly. Thank you. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in to another episode of the SOAR Community Network podcast. We will provide all the information on our blog to make sure that you will be able to reach Rana and her initiative and ask any questions you would like. Uh, please also feel free to email us and refer us to those in the community who are truly change makers and legacy driven leaders. We'd love to share uh, all the great work that they're doing in the world and inspire those to step up and do the same. Thanks again. And we'll um, be with you again very soon. Take care. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of SOAR Podcast. Join us by visiting soarcommunitynetwork.com.